we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then, no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of Double Game Week 31 and preview of Double Game Week 32. Uh, Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Backstreet Boys, saying bye-bye-bye to all of the teams now statistically out of the playoffs. Uh, um, No, 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 no. I I mean, uh, tonight is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Thwaites, Mike Denton, and Andrew Crawlard. What's up, fellas? You know. Oh, hey. <laughs> I was going to say cricket. Reed, Reed cricket. you mixed up NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. I'm sure my wife would be offended. Uh, well, that's part of the joke. I'm kind of offended. Well. Yeah. No, it's good, though. <laughs> It was it was a horrible joke in general, but it was it, I was just trying to be funny. Um, I apparently failed. Hey, you win anyway, some, you lose some. It, it's been it's been my theme for this this season. I think just just failing. Eh, it's all good, man. Yeah, th- no thanks, thanks. Simon looks upon from the top of the fantasy table with with just sympathy to all the plebeians below. Just a little, just a little. Just a little. Okay. Well, anyway, let's talk about round 31. How did your teams do? Well, speaking of looking down at the plebes, uh, I got 94, which I guess you guys told me was decent or not great, but I fell a spot to number four, and everyone around me did way better. So I can't decide whether to be happy that I did better than some people or sad that I think I think it's bad. Yeah, so I'm, I'm confused. I beat Simon this week, so there's that. Wait, (laughs) what? Dang it. Yeah, I got 95, son. I should have captained not Lodero. Oh, well. You should not have captained Lodero. Should have captained Josie like the cool kids. Dang. Well, I got 72 points, Captain Lodero, so I'm just terrible all around. Dropped (laughs) 66 spots, I think, which was a bad omen. So, yeah, thanks, Lodero. Hmm. My two Captain Ladero was was very very sad. I also had Kalestian and Altador on my team, so I had uh, two other excellent options that I did not go with. Uh, I got sixty seven points. I, I'll be honest. Once I saw that Ladero got the yellow card, I just stopped watching for the last round. I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> uh, was still pretty pleased with the performance of Kaka and and Hoberry, and that was that was nice. But um, overall, eh, a one I, I would have liked to per- forget. But what about just for those of you who did stick with the entire round, what were your general thoughts on just the soccer that was played? If you're playing the Sounders, get wrecked, son. You've been waiting all year to say that, haven't you? You know, we just sleep. We're like a napping house cat, you know? We just sleep there, and then you walk by, and we pounce right at the end, and bam, you're a mouse in our mouth. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> well, we'll see. You're you're still not technically secured with a spot in the playoffs, so uh, you, better, you better be careful with that. I don't know where that came from. This has been a long day. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're all kinds of crazy. Oh. What about you, Andrew, Mike? Did you have any? What, how did you think the soccer played this week? I thought, other than the Toronto matches, it kind of played how I expected. Although, ended up getting weird people were scoring goals, other than the ones um, I wanted, which has kind of been the theme for the past few weeks for me. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought the P- Toronto was the real surprise of the round. Uh, how they scored zero goals against Orlando, I have no idea. Um, th- then dropping to, to DC was just kind of weird. Um, but other than that, it kind of played how I expected. We're starting to see a bunch of teams get eliminated, um, and they're starting to roll over like Chicago. But other than that, it played how I expected. New York City won, so I was happy because I got to see it in person. So there you go. Yeah, I think for the most part it played out as expected. Um, one thing of note was seemed like Montreal pushed Drogba to a super sub role, which is something yeah. that uh, yeah. I think yeah. will help pretty much everybody on the Montreal team except for Drogba. So they might become relevant again. That was one of the games I did watch because I was running the fantasy Twitter account at that time. So I watched DC, Columbus, Montreal, San Jose, and Toronto, Orlando as, as they were going on. And until the very end when DC started adding up some of its totals, I felt that the early games were best summarized as the DC Columbus game was the most fun that I was watching. Montreal San Jose had the most goals and Toronto and Orlando was just kind of there. And I just, I just could never, I wanted to, get, I wanted it to be more than it was, but I just kept finding, finding myself being drawn back to the DC Columbus game because it was just back and forth the whole time. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. And then Seattle happened, and I was done. So, so there was that. So there was that. But yeah, I, I, I think you guys are right. A lot of it played out like we thought it would. And as more teams get knocked out, I, I think we're going to see some of the shifting as well as people get prepared for the playoff run. With that in mind, what are your fantasy insights going forward in these last three rounds? I think we need to keep in mind that some of these teams that are already mathematically eliminated might start playing a bunch of their young guys. So kind of the fringe veterans might not be getting any playing time except for maybe some sub roles. Yeah, I I think that's about right. Um, Now, one of the good things that kind of balances that is that there's not a whole lot of solidity at the top, at least not yet. Uh, Colorado still has a chance for the supporter shield. So at least through this double game week, you're probably going to see them try for both matches uh, unless they have a bad result against Houston, because that might knock them out of it. Um, but the Eastern conference is still really up in the air. Uh, Toronto fumbling this week puts both of the New York teams in position for at least that buy, if not for the number one overall seed in the East. So uh, other than maybe Los Angeles, most teams have something to play for at least for the next games that they have so at least for the big teams with the big names that you want on your fantasy team you should have too much rotation yet we'll have to revisit that for round 34 but for right now it looks okay for those teams that may be playing some of those younger players do you guys think that offers a fantasy manager a chance for a differential pick that might get some points or are they too young to have that kind of ceiling yet 
I, I, would um, say I think in general, I wouldn't take a risk on them um, aside from Minotus, but I don't think that's going to be that big of a differential. So, Right. He, he has a history and he's pretty clearly won the starting job. So, uh, you know, he's they've been playing young guys since about June. Um, but for the guys you're just seeing, you don't know what kind of minutes they're going to get. You don't know what their fitness is and you really don't know what their skill level is. So you're better served getting someone else. You know, the, even the even though they're cheap, there's enough really good cheap options in the game right now, where I don't think you have to go to someone unproven. So Andrew, was your goal on tonight's show to be the first person to pronounce that name correctly? Um, no, but that drove me nuts listening to it last week. <laughs> I just want to point out that I did not contribute to any of that. Well, yeah, that was Jason's fault. So how do I say his name again? Way to go. How do I say it again? Menotas. 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 Say yeah. it with me. Menotas. Menotas. Ma Manotas. Close enough. <laughs> Just tonight's episode brought to you by the letter M. <laughs> That's what it should have been. Okay, well, let's move on to our housekeeping. As we've mentioned, there are some very few teams playing this round. There are a total of six teams playing: Seattle, Chicago, Columbus, San Jose. Colorado and Houston. And of those six teams, it's Colorado and Houston who have the double game weeks. So slim pickings, slim pickings indeed, if you're looking to try to field a full team for this round. But we'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, Mike, what kind of injury news do you have for us? Uh, well, there's not a whole lot of injuries for the uh, teams that are playing. And I'm just going to limit it to the teams that are playing this week because for as far as the other teams, you know, we we're not going to get much information for a few days, um, if at all, uh, before the next time uh, we have a podcast. So um, Clint Dempsey, he's out for the year officially. I think that was made official last week um, with his heart condition. Quincy Ameriqua, uh he had surgery on his leg. He is out nine months, so he is not an option this week. And then um, Hairston was subbed off early. I got kind of mixed information uh, about whether or not it was an injury. I was going to go check um, the video t tonight to see. But I haven't seen anything official. But unfortunately, uh, Colorado does not have a very good beat writer where they're going to give you information. But at least you'll see that lineup. But just kind of keep that in the back of your mind when you're planning out your rosters that he may or may not be available. Uh, those are the only injuries for the uh, – teams that are playing this week that I have. But we do have uh, international call-ups, which are a big deal, which is probably even more important than the injuries this week. Tim Howard was not called in, so he should be available for both um, weeks. That's uh, a surprise for a lot of people. Instead, David Bingham was uh, called in, so he will not be available, probably available. Um, he, The United States plays on the 11th. I believe he plays on the 13th uh, for the San Jose match. Um, so for all the U.S. guys and for a number of these, for the second uh, outside of that Colorado-Houston match, the question for those guys is whether or not they get released early and or if they're fit enough in order to play in that game. So that's the case for Bingham. The U.S. plays a friendly on the 11th, and he plays on the 13th. Um, Miram in Iraq, he's called up. Uh, World Cup qualifier on the 11th, so he's not going to be released early. The Cruise game is on the 13th. Ladero called up by Uruguay. 
World Cup qualifier on the 11th. The Seattle's match is on the 12th, so he's less likely to play. Um, Jovan Jones called up by Trinidad and Tobago. They have Caribbean Cup qualifying. Um, their match is on the 11th. Um, for the qualifying, uh, Seattle's match is on the 12th, so he's unlikely. Jordan Morris, and um, he was called up. He plays on the 12th with Seattle. Um, U.S. is friendly is on the 11th. So if he's not released, he's not likely. Chris Wondolowski um, was also called up. Again, U.S. friendly on the 11th. Uh, uh, San Jose plays on the 13th. And then Occam was called up by Guana. Uh, not Guana, excuse me, Ghana. Very different. Uh, October 11th is their friendly, um, but it's a friendly. They have, but they do have one World Cup qualifier this cycle. So it depends on whether or not he's released in order to play for Chicago's game on the 13th. As far as discipline, let's start with Axel Hoberry. Uh, Travis and I found out why Axel Hoberry was not suspended earlier, and it's a doozy. He is not suspended because he earned an additional good behavior incentive. The reason we thought you could Liars. only get one good... Yes. The, the rules on the MLS discipline page are wrong. You're outdated. <laughs> In fact, there's a completely different set of rules that are applicable, which provide a different set of game lengths that you have to earn a good behavior incentive. It's fine. because sure. MLS. <laughs> and you can also earn up to three good behavior incentives a year, which was completely different from the rules that they posted on the discipline page, which say you can only get one. So um, thanks to Ben Bayer for figuring that out with uh, Travis and I. It, it took a while, but... That's ridiculous. This is a professional league. You have got to have – it's ridiculous that the discipline page isn't updated until the very last minute anyway. But it's absolutely ridiculous that you put the wrong set of rules on there. Now, I mean, next year, in, discipline is going to be one of the things I'm going to track because if MLS isn't going to bother to do it, then I'm going to do it and take all that content. So maybe MLS, if anyone's listening at the league who can do something about this, Get your stuff together and get accurate information on the page. It's not, it's the literally the least we can ask. You need to do your stuff. That's ridiculous. Um, but Hoberry is still on yellow card accumulation for this week, so you have to be careful there. Brett Evans, he got a red card, so he will be suspended for Seattle's match unless it's rescinded. Uh, Alonzo is on warning. The next game, he gets the good behavior incentive. So there's a lot of incentive for him to be good this week. Uh, Alex for Houston is on warning. Um, now, like I said, discipline hasn't updated, but a whole lot of Colorado's Rapids got yellow cards in their match against um, Portland this week. So I'm going to have to double-check the yellow card accumulation when it comes out, and I will tweet that at MLS Injury News as well as post it on MLS Fantasy Boss. So that's the injury discipline stuff for this week. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Mike. Does anybody else have anything to add to our housekeeping section before we move on? Not at all. Well, of course, I'm going to mention, as we do always, at least this season, we're going to mention it every episode, but we do have our Patreon site that is up for anyone who wants to help contribute to the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast and become a member of, of a 
growing group of awesome listeners who is just helping give back to help make our show better. Uh, we mentioned one of our newest listeners, our newest contributors, last episode. Uh, this week, I'm also going to give a shout out to Winston Messer, who was one of our top donors for for the site this round or the season. And he has earned the, the privilege of being able to join us on an episode as a co-host, as well as chat with us before the show. And I believe that's going to be happening next week for our round 33 episode so uh or 32 no this is 32 33 episode so uh, thanks a whole lot winston we look forward to having you on the show and, and i just encourage anybody else who's listening if if you have a few extra dollars and you like what we do we would be just completely humbled and thrilled if you would consider donating some to us you can go to patreon.com that's www.patreon.com slash mlsfi and everything that you give goes back into our show to help make it better and more fun for you so thank you so much to everyone who has donated already this season i hope you still keep with it for next season because we're just going to try to make things better from there and that takes me into the real reason why I know you all are listening to this show, our questions and picks for round 32. So guys, keepers and defenders, in this section, uh, one general question, is this a round where a keeper or defender could be a reasonable captain option? Absolutely. The forward options that you have aren't very good. These are a whole bunch of bad teams, and they're a whole bunch of bad defensive teams you could very easily see a whole lot of clean sheets. The two teams at the double game week, Colorado and Houston, tend to be more defensive, especially Colorado. There's not a whole lot of goals. So, yeah, you could easily make a case for a captain as a keeper or a defender. And, in fact, I might be making such a case later on in the show. I totally agree. I currently have it on Willis and will be giving it to Hairston if he's healthy. Um, I'm actually considering playing five defenders this week because I would not be surprised if there are zero goals scored this week. <laughs> That's how bad I think this yeah. week is for attackers. Oh, I, I think Andrew's right. You, you go through the list, and I mean, we'll go through them with the picks. It's it's scarce, especially you know if Miram and Morris don't get back in time. Who who are your who's your go to dependable forward option that you're going to put the armband on? I mean, Minotis and uh, Alex were blanked by New York City. How bad do you have to be to get blanked by Josh Saunders? That's not good. Yes, Mike had his pilgrimage to New York City last week just so he could sit in the audience and boo Josh Saunders. <laughs> well, look, he was scouting for this fantasy week and specifically, you know, to do some reconnaissance uh, read, you know. But by the way, I'm going to send you the check for the reimbursement, you know, okay. for, for what I do for MLS Phi. So selfless of me. But yeah, I mean, they, they were not seeing very clear passing lanes. I, I was not impressed by either Minotis or Alex. Just so... I mean, I, you have kind of have to have them because you have so few options this week, but they're not good. They're not a good offensive team. Fair. Fair enough. So who are you guys considering as your keeper and defender picks? Well, for me, I like Timmy Howard in goal. Uh, I think Colorado's the best defense, and they got two pretty favorable matchups. So he's going to be my keeper. 
Um, and then in defense, I like Chad Marshall, who had a big week last week. Um, Campbell, as always, I think his home match is fine. But, of course, what's the guys from Colorado? Uh, Harrison and Axel, I think, are also good picks. And then I don't really know much about the Houston defense, but I think I might have Shannon Williams because his production seems to be uh, like a, not horrible lately. So seems like he's starting every game, and I think that his um, matchups are pretty decent too. Home to Colorado and uh, away to Seattle isn't the worst thing in the world. So, yeah, that was long-winded, but there I, you go. I also think that uh, going with Colorado defenders is the way to go, um, or Houston defenders. I, I kind of want to go with like a full set of four for one of those two teams and just go all in on it for my differential play and say, you know what, I'm going to bet the horse nice. on nice. <laughs> you know, Houston keeping two clean sheets and just roll with it. Um, so if you're looking to make up ground, that might be one way to do it. I remember, I think it was Travis, like three-ish years ago. He did that going into the final weeks, and he just like leapt up the standings. He did that um, uh, whenever they still had playoffs. Whenever we still played during the playoffs, he did that and went all in with the defense. I yeah, think it might have been Houston because off. that was when Houston had only allowed like three yes. goals in two years. Yes, it was Houston, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my picks are Willis and Axel, um, Hairston if he's healthy, Marshall, Campbell. Um, I think Rodriguez from Houston is another fine pick. Um, yeah, that's it. And are you a Howard in goal? Um, I have Willis in goal, but I think Howard's perfectly fine option. Oh, yes, that's right. You did say Willis. Well, I, I'm kind of going to that strategy with Andrew with my picks, um, but more more Colorado. I, I think Tim Howard in goal, um, if he's available, um, Colorado's defense is better than Houston's. Uh, and they're at home for um, the match against Houston, plus their matchup against San Jose – I think San Jose is a worse offensive team than Seattle, especially if Seattle gets Morris back. So I really like Colorado's clean sheet chances a little better than Houston's. Um, so I'm going to go with Hairston, Birch, and Hoberry and round it out with Rodriguez just so I have some Houston clean sheet coverage. Very nice. Very nice. I like some of the little variations we have there. Moving on to our midfielder section. Guys, is it worth taking a minus four or multiple minus fours to field a full team for this round? And if so, would you only do it for a double game week player or are any of the single game week guys worth it? Yeah, I plan on taking at least one minus four, maybe two, um, kind of depending on injuries and whatnot. And I think I'm pretty much going to bring in all double game week players uh, simply because we'll see those lineups and – I, I don't think there will be much rotation risk for the other teams, but you never know. And so if you're taking a hit, you kind of have to know and be sure that that guy's going to play or else you're just hamstringing yourself. Um, yeah, I agree with Andrew. Um, with a hit. I might take a minus four and I might just play 10 guys. I have Wondolowski right now. 
And I think, like, that's one where I'm going to take the risk that he's probably going to play, even though he's called up to the national team. Like, I think he'll be back in time. And there's a couple of players I have that hunch about. So I think I might take a risk. I think I can have 11 if I get lucky with some guys coming back without taking a minus four. Um, But if I do, it will definitely be for a double game week guy. I don't know. I definitely would not take a minus four for a single game week guy when you're just going to get a wild card the next round. That seems insane. Yeah, I think that's what's important to mention right now. For anyone who may be raising an eyebrow to going all in with Colorado or Houston or or doing some of these things, it's important to remember that in round 33, everybody gets a wild card. So whatever you do this round, you can reset back to zero in round 33. So have fun with it. Go crazy. Go with four Colorado defenders. And I'm going to add in this one quick follow-up question because I think you've Kind of already answered this, Andrew, and I'll just let anybody else just weigh in. Uh, where is the best option to add a player to game points? Defense, midfielder, forward. Uh, is there a better chance of a Houston, Colorado defense getting a clean sheet that their forwards, now that their forwards aren't scoring goals? Uh, and I think you had alluded to that, Andrew, by saying um, going heavy on defense seems like the best chance to make up. Do the rest of you all agree with this, or do you feel that there's something magic that might happen someplace else? I like defenders. Yeah, I mean, I think the defenders are, are the best the best spot. I mean, <clears throat> if if you use Andrew's one point six number for double game weeks, most of the offensive guys aren't averaging a whole lot. Where you're going to get a whole lot of return for for the hits. So, I, I think really the defenders are where you have the higher averages and are more likely to get the the bigger numbers. Excellent. Well, then, who are you are? Who are you all? There we go. We got that to come out. Considering for your midfield picks. Okay. Well, I'm going to have uh, Alex and Azira for the double game week, guys. Uh, then I'm going to round out with um, Finley, and I might just leave Ladero on there in hopes that he magically comes back from Uruguay so I don't have to take an extra hit. <laughs> um. Dang, Mike stole my thunder there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Alex and Finlay, and I'm even going to make... Hmm, no, I'm not going to make Lodero one of my picks, but he'll be on my team. So just Alex and um, Finlay for me. I think midfielders suck. I agree that midfielders suck this week. So I'm only going to recommend two, and it's Alonzo and Powers. No Latou love? No. After his goal? No? Okay. No no Latou magic. Well, Latou hasn't been a consistent starter. Uh, The whole year, he's not getting 90 minutes. So I I don't know if he's going to get 180 minutes or what kind of he's going to get. Plus, he's going against tough defenses in Houston and San Jose. So I, I don't. I, I looked at Latou, but I, I don't think it's a very uh, great option, especially if you happen to take a hit. He's one of those where it's more risky, where you might end up getting negative points for, from him. There you go. And then moving on to our forward section, one of my actual favorite questions this round: uh, Who is the better one-round punt? Is it Menotas? Yes, no, did I get that? Gashi or Deliwu? I'm sure I messed that one up. 
It's gotta be Gashi. Um, Minotis, whatever, there's all this hype about him. He's still young and kind of unproven, and Houston kind of sucks. So I don't know about that. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that he's a must-have or anything like that. Delu only has one game. He's also on Chicago, and they also kind of suck. I'd prefer to take a player, Gashi, from a pretty good team and who seems to play all the time and, I don't know, seems to know what's up. Gashi's going to be on my team. I like him. Yeah, I think Gashi has has a better history. Uh, what, what impressed me when I was looking at the stats this afternoon was he tends to get a lot of bonus points or maybe some assists. Um, so he's not entirely dependent on goal scoring in order to get uh, decent totals. Whereas Minotis is dependent entirely on goals. It's definitely feast or famine with him. Um, I, I think Minotis has a little bit of the better matchups, but um, Gashi at least, I, I think he'll play both games. And I think San Jose might be throwing in the towel at this point because they're not yet eliminated, but they're about to be. So, yeah, I think Gashi is who I would go for this week. And what the heck? What do you think, Andrew? Let everybody answer. Um, depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to just hold your position, I would say go for Gashi. If you're trying to make up ground, I would say go for Minotas because He's one that seems to capitalize on other teams making mistakes. Like he transitions very fast from defense to offense and makes runs, um, especially when midfielders give up the ball in the midfield, which I'm guessing Seattle will do a lot of this weekend, unfortunately. So I'm my gut's telling me that if somebody's going to score, it's going to be him. And he also took a PK this last week, I think. So I don't know if that means he's on PKs permanently or what, but if he is, that might just uh, give you an extra couple points that you might not otherwise get. Who's on PKs? Uh, Minotas. I'm pretty sure he took one this last weekend. Well, the weekend before he might have took one. They didn't have a PK. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. The weekend before this. Yeah. That's that's not... There you go, Mike. Back checking everybody. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Houston's only captain would be Demarcus Beasley, and I don't think they want him taking PKs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, who are you guys picking for forwards for this round? Gashi and Manotas, and I'm going to play Ola simply because he's left over on my team from last week. I'm going to have uh, Gashi, Morris, and Ola Kamara. My picks are the same as Andrew's, so Gashi, Manotas, and... Kamara. Very nice. And that just leaves us with one more. Who are you looking at for the captain's armband? I'm going to go with Hairston. Uh, it's the best combination of likely to get all those clean sheet bonuses, but he's an attacker, so he can get some offensive bonus points, you know, an assist or a goal. He's been on a hot streak lately. So I'm going to go with Hairston. Yeah, I think he's the obvious choice this week. If if he's starting that first game, he's getting the armband for me too. Well, I hate to just be the third P in a pod, but yeah. Wow, very, very rare. And, and I've been trying to make you go last, Simon, because you do like to hear everything and just soak it all up. You know, <laughs> I had my opinions beforehand. Oh, I know. 
I know. I'm not saying you're cheating. I'm just saying that you like to just absorb everything and say, well, here is my... Well, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you're still fourth? Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe. It's all clear now. (laughs) Well, those are all the questions that I have for this round. Pretty quick, not not much to it. Do you all have anything that you've seen or you want to add? Well, I'm curious, if Hairston uh, is injured, what captain picks do y'all have if he's out? Wait, is he injured? He got subbed off, and there was some talk that he might be be coming off with an injury. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But if he's not in that lineup, what do y'all do? Gashi. I think I'm going with Willis. You have to answer your own questions. Mike? Yeah, um, I, I was trying to think. One of the reasons I was asking is because I was trying to think of it myself. Um, maybe <laughs> Tim Howard. Ooh, I, I like that one. Someone too. on the Colorado defense than, than any of the off- offensive guys. I, I am honestly. Ooh, you want to hear a, a hot take? Oh, I do. I'm considering captaining Lodero. What? <laughs> I'm yeah, not, I definitely want to hear I'm more. I'm not this, joking. So. I I think that he'll be back. I have a hunch. That's it. I just have a hunch, and my hunches have been good this year. And I feel like if he's going to come back, he's going to smack around like does to everybody. He's going to score like a hat trick, and it's going to be amazing. So maybe if Harrison's injured, I'll be like, this is a sign. Lodero is the man. <laughs> but then again, I captained him this somebody week. That, do you have somebody that you can switch to if he doesn't play, though? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I think so. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could I could switch Chicago it to Marshall. or Columbus. I could switch it to Marshall, and honestly, I'd be happy enough with that. Okay. So, I'm considering keeping it open for that, for that uh, possibility. Seems like some high upside. Ballsy. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going all sorts of craziness. To the windows, oh. to the I, walls. I wish you luck with that, Simon. And if you do go with that, please make sure you tell everyone on Twitter so that if it does not work out, you receive the responses that are due. Maybe I'll tweet that right now. I am captaining Lodero this round in fantasy. That would be fine as well. Uh, maybe not. I don't want to commit to it. I'll tweet it later once enough people have listened to the show that they start tweeting at me asking me about this. Well, if you are listening to it right now, please tweet Simon and start asking him about Ladero as a captain. I think that would be funny. But that's all that we have for our questions for tonight. I hope you guys uh, maybe found something that you weren't thinking of or just had your ideas reinforced that you were already leaning towards with this strange limited double game week, the last double game week of the entire season. And now this moves me on to my favorite time, and that is our community time. And first, I want to mention the r slash fantasy MLS Classic League top scorer goes to Nick of manager of team My Wife Left Me. So sorry, Nick, about that, but you got 150 points, and that was pretty awesome. So congrats for a job well done. Oh, yeah. Good job. Good job. Um, There's a chance that... You may have just gotten lucky because you did Captain Alonzo, but uh, hey, sometimes it's better lucky than good. Next, we go on to the MLS Fantasy Insider Head-to-Head League, my my true favorite thing that has happened 
this round, and uh, it was it was pretty fun, I have to say, even though I didn't do so hot. But uh, Simon, why don't you go ahead and talk about your game? Mm. Well, you know, you know what every meal is in my life—the best meal for breakfast, for lunch, and dinner. I eat tacos, and I beat the <laughs> taco. You did. You did beat the taco, and it's a good thing that you played him because he would have beat several of us in this round. So. <laughs> Congrats, you beat my buddy Steve. Uh, Andrew, what about your game? I got absolutely hosed. I would have beat every single person except for the one that I was up against. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because because every round, Ivan has started coming to the forums and he's like, what the heck am I going to do now? And he posts, like he's like literally this last one he posted, I can't decide and puts his team right there in Reddit. So for those of you who may not have come to Reddit yet, do it. It's it's fun. People like Ivan, who is part of Fantasy Football First, and it's a, a great tip site with Premier League if you're also doing that, um, comes against these little tiny advantages over just uh, powerhouse players like Andrew. And but it, it, I wouldn't say host. It was it was ninety five to one hundred. So pretty pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, next, we had Older Goaler versus Travis, and Older Goaler did host Travis 94-67. to 67. Travis and I uh, came in together as the 67-point brothers this round. Uh, next was your game, Mike. Yeah, well, I was up against Guy Sanchez, and you know he wasn't facing uh, his fantasy football 24-7 guys, so he came <laughs> at me hard, and he beat me. So hats off to Guy. He had a lot of good plays. I did not have any good plays, so ouch. <laughs> Uh, too bad. And unfortunately, Jason cannot be with us here tonight because he did face Fantasy Football 24-7, who are currently still in the lead in our league, but there is a chance that Simon might still be able to catch them. Uh, but Jason won 85-79. to He was super excited about that, and I'm sure there were many things exchanged over Twitter. If they're not, I'm very disappointed, and that should be remedied right now. But congrats, Jason. Uh, very good try, Fantasy Football 24-7. I'm sure you'll make it up in these next three rounds. Suck it, uh, England. Suck it, England. <laughs> and then there's that. Uh, then finally, I took on uh, Ben Bear, and he beat me 82-67. to Like I said, Travis and I were the 67-point brothers. So a handy, a handy defeat handed to me in that round. So uh, I actually can't see what my the matches are going to be like for the next round. And we've been having some discussion. We can't decide if it's just a glitch on the site right now or if the season's wrapped up. I know that our playoffs are going to be starting soon, and many of us have three-round playoffs. And so perhaps that's just the calculation still getting all set up to make sure that's correct. Or maybe it's not showing us until uh, we're there at the end. But I don't know. Maybe Travis and I got uh, knocked out. Who knows? But for those of you who are in the head-to-head -head leagues, if you are also not seeing your round 32 matchups, we're in the same boat. Just hang tight. It'll it'll pop up eventually, or we'll get some more updates later on. I'm excited. It's been very good. If, if it does end right now, uh, Fantasy Football 24-7 is currently in first. Simon is second. Fantasy Football first. Ivan the Terrible is third and then jason is in fourth those are our top four and jason is in fourth he and guy both have the same number of wins but uh jason has one draw and Simon and simon simon and guy has 14 losses so uh we did not have many draws this season that's that's pretty awesome yeah it's it's good i There's three I really, it looks like just a few yeah and and ivan's been in, involved with two of them so that's crazy 
Crazy Suspicious, Ivan. Suspicious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Ivan. Anyway, with that bad joke to help wrap up this episode, I think it's time to wrap things up. Do you all have any plugs? Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. No? Well, I'll do all the plugs then for this round. Uh, everybody here except for Simon is involved with MLS Fantasy Boss. So if there are going to be articles for you to see that's the place to check it out as well as reddit r slash fantasy mls to to get all the updates and tips that are coming out the charts mike also writes for hudson river blue and uh simon is getting ready to do a pledge drive at his radio station in seattle so if you want to you should uh, open your wallets and open your hearts and consider donating to his pledge station because there are so many hours that you already spend listening to public radio that you're already getting what you pay for Thank you, Reed. That's so kind of you. You can go to c895.org and donate today. <laughs> uh, but for all the rest of you, I hope you have a good fantasy week. Good luck.